another episode of Three and D's, your favorite <laughs> basketball podcast. And boy, oh boy, do we have a great one for you this evening. Joined by our regulars, Mari and Matt. Yes, sir. Um, special guest today, Mr. Nicholas Gomez. Call him for any mm-hmm. school teaching needs. Call him for any basketball needs. He is here. Nick, how are you? Uh really honestly was not expecting the recording to start so fast bit thrown off guard here but i'm here i'm ready i am full of basketball knowledge nice (laughs) nice well you know it was a big it was big for us to land a big fish like you uh so thanks for for boosting our 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 score uh thanks for in advance for all the insight (laughs) you're going to provide here tonight um Mm-hmm. Fellas, why don't we just jump into some questions for Nick? Because just because we don't, we only have him for you know an, an episode here. Um, you know, Mario or Matt, do you guys have a question for him? Just to jump, just to jump in. <laughs> hey, literally, it could be about anything. Yeah, I've got a quick one. Um, <laughs> yeah, Mario, just recently I noticed that you changed your Twitter bio to basketball guy. <laughs> yeah, speak a little bit more about that. Uh, well, wouldn't you know? It, I was like. Mario Mari and I actually were having a conversation uh, just before this recording about basketball, and I was like, <laughs> I am a basketball guy, thinking about it, so I was like, you know, my Twitter didn't have a bio, better description is there of me than basketball guy. Right. So That's true. Well, if I just write right, cool. a few words, it would be <laughs> basketball guy, so... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, so, so Nick, you know, tell me a little something, you, you know, you watch the NBA pretty regularly. Um, what are you seeing out there these days? Who, who are you liking? You know, what, 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 what are you, what are you seeing? I'm, I'm just seeing a lot. I'm seeing numbers <laughs> going up, numbers going down. Um, like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm loving hustle recently. It's just been, it's, 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 a, it's the gentleman's sport. Like, I just love watching those guys. <laughs> which guys, which guys uh, specifically? Yeah. Let's uh, get into that. Which guys? Well, that's such a good question. I was, I mean, I, I mentioned it briefly, but I was just stunned by Bobby Portis uh, the other night. Uh, absolutely. He just like blew me away. I couldn't believe it. The numbers he was putting up. I mean, it, it just was crazy. Crazy. How many? Yeah. How many assists was he away from a triple double? He was, he was, he was actually six assists away from wow. a triple double last night, and I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. So that, mean, that means he had four assists. That's what you're saying. Yeah. He, was, he was almost uh, he, had, he had a four assist double double. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's tough to be. Almost arguably more exciting than a triple double, but yeah. Yeah. No, I like how you phrased it. I think I think we need to incorporate that more here. <laughs> yeah, Nick, I love I love your point about all the running happening in the NBA, the hustle. It's definitely a lot of running at an all time high here in the NBA. So, Nick, again, while we have you, um, want to pick your brain, obviously, on maybe the the, the top of the league here. Uh, obviously, you know who's on top. You know, you got your your Boston's, your Brooklyn's, your your Denver, your Milwaukee. You know, who are you seeing as like a championship uh, favorite right now? And, and and tell us why. Give us your reasons there with that. I got to be honest, man. I, like watching Milwaukee play, I cannot mm-hmm. keep my eyes off of Giannis. Like just tr- <laughs> truthfully, like last, well, I am not including this uh, today's game, but if we're looking like what? Uh, 
and 40 plus in his last three games. Can you like, can you believe that? Like, I just, I, I can't keep my eyes off him. This guy is just, he's shooting like crazy. And he's hot. And he's hot. Look at that guy. Mm. Well, you know I what, can't Nick? believe it. You're, you're, you're bang on. You're bang on. Giannis is great. And why wouldn't I be? <laughs> Can't You're the basketball guy after I Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well. So, I don't want to get in your guys' way. I don't want to step on any toes. I want you to get back into your usual rhythm. I'll just kind of hang out in the back here. Well, no, we, act, we do appreciate you joining us. It's nice to mix nice to mix it up. Nice to get some fresh blood in here. Talk hoops. Uh, Mari Matt, fellas, another week. How is everyone's holidays everyone's had new year was it good everyone had a good end of 2022 yeah i'd say so spent a lot of time with family buzzing off of a big uh team canada win over the united states and apologies to all of our american all you know the all entirety of, of america all really of um not really though but, yeah <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing uh there's nothing sweeter than a canadian victory over an american team and the um, semis no less. Oh. Especially in the World Juniors. That is our sport. Fuck you. Sorry. Yeah. I uh, wish our sport was different, but it is our sport. We run this shit. Shit. <sighs> when's the uh when's the finals? Do we know yet? And who is it against? I haven't tomorrow against tomorrow. the Czech Republic. Yeah. Mm. Should be Easy good dubs. One. Easy dubs. They beat us in the I mean we already the lost game. them, so who the who knows? I asked Nick but about it, but, he, but he's basketball. Look, we guy. we all know we're talking sports right now. <laughs> we sure are. North America. You should North change America. your you should change your handle to that, buddy. Sports guy. <laughs> sports guy. Sports guy. <laughs> well, we've got a great show. Clearly, uh, will it be on topic? Who knows? But we will have fun. Um, fellas, I think we were talking, we wanted to, to power rank things as we enter 2023, we want to see where, where the top of the league was at and, and, uh, and kind of see who, who we like as contenders, as we move into the, the trade deadline season, Raptors lost another couple of heartbreakers. We don't have to talk about them. They won't be anywhere near the top. Um, but just thought I'd mention it because I had to, um, but let's do some power rankings. Yeah. Why don't we start at the bottom and work our way up? Oh, okay, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> the anti power rankings. Anti power rankings. Okay. I Sounds think good. on a previous episode, we've already ruled out four teams, right? So Spurs, Rockets, Hornets, Hornets Pistons. Pistons. Yeah. They're all out. They're they have no I think they all have ten wins apiece. Or no, the Spurs have twelve, but yeah. The other three have ten wins apiece. They're I think already done. Um even the Hornets, <laughs> like they get LaMelo back, he just looks uninspired. I don't think they're gonna make any bit of a push, despite their being despite their games being a bit more competitive now. I think those four teams are for sure out, so the power rankings how many teams are in the nba 30 yeah 30 yep yeah 30. okay so, <laughs> so i'd say that's 30 to 27 if, if there's any disagreements there we can nope. do it over right now lamella will not play defense not a shred 
And I don't blame him, honestly. No, Why bother? No, and, and, and he doesn't have Miles Bridges anymore, so that's not nearly as fun. I saw some reports like a week ago saying maybe he was potentially making a comeback, but only to see earlier this morning that the Hornets have shut down any any chance of that happening. So that's that's done. Is he done in the NBA, um, do you think? Or is another team going to give him a chance? Um, If the Cleveland Browns were a basketball organization... I'd say he has a shot, but and trade the farm too. <laughs> with that not being the case, I I don't think so. I, I think I, the, I, the Nets are willing to give him a shot. I think Joe Tsai <laughs> some egregious. They wanted to hire if, if there's a team in the organization. Yeah, if there's a team yeah, that would do true. it, it would be the Nets. True. Honestly, I mean, he'd ultimately, a championship too. He probably left yeah. to a championship. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a pretty, pretty um, clear thirty through twenty-seven. Um, Nick, any disagreements there from your end? Um, no. No. If you had to pick one team, worst team in the NBA, who would you, who would you put at thirty? Um, that's a great question. Yeah, it, I think it's just it like it's just such a loaded question though because you know like stats are constantly changing like you're seeing such good hustle even from these teams in the bottom half of the bracket like like truthfully I just I I couldn't tell you who I. Th- think is the worst because uh there's just too much heart in the game it's a great diplomatic answer what, a, what an answer <laughs> you should be in politics that's for sure yeah um I, I think there's, a, there's, there's kind of a next tier there after those bottom four there's a next tier i i there's some kind of stragglers there but i think the next would probably be um washington chicago the lakers thunder and the magic those are that's kind of the next tier of bad teams who don't really have playoff hopes at this point. Um, any I agree with that. that. Yeah. I'd throw the Raptors in there as well. Fuck. I was scared. You were gonna... I, was, I wasn't <laughs> going to be the one to say it. I wasn't. <laughs> I, I, that was the one that I missed over. I, I think they have a tier, a, a straggler tier right above them, which is the Hawks, the T-Wolves, and the Raptors, who theoretically could be playoff teams, but just aren't playing well. I also mm-hmm. put Utah in that. They're yeah, now well. We're gonna do those tiers. I mean, I would put Toronto at the bottom of that tier, of that next yeah. tier, if we were gonna do that. I mean, okay, so let's before we get ahead of ourselves. So you okay, sweet Orlando, can we can we say they're I mean they're 13 and 24 as of this morning at least? Um, can we say that they're at the bottom of that of that last tier that you just mentioned, Murray? Or is there anyone else? Easily. I'd say I'd say yeah. pretty easily. I think they're close to being in the tier below. And I would argue the the Lakers are next in that tier. Oh, I, I think the 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 Bulls can be considered here, but I would put the Lakers there. I don't know about you guys. I, I'm I still. Mean, I, I go ahead, Matt. What's hilarious about the Bulls is they play every good team so competitively. Like I think they're ten and five against like the top four seeds in each respective division or conference, sorry. Like they beat the Nets. The Nets were on a 12 game win streak. They win today. They should have beat the Cavs twice, despite Donovan Mitchell going off, which I think we'll touch on that later because that was disgusting. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, They beat the Bucks. Like, I don't think they've lost the Bucks this year. They beat the Heat. Like they beat all these good teams and then they lose to the teams we've already mentioned. Like they lose the Rockets handily, they lose the Pistons handily. Like 
it, it genuinely makes no sense to me. It's so frustrating as a fan. Um, but yeah, I think they have to go in that tier despite them <laughs> boring them, turning it around somehow. Like, uh, I don't it, know. It's definitely a weird team and a weird future. And I think we'll see obviously a lot of changes to the Bulls roster as we come along. But I feel pretty comfortable um, putting them next there in that tier. Orlando, Chicago. I'd and then... say Washington before Washington. them, but oh yeah, yeah, that's fair. So Orlando, uh, Lakers, Washington, Chicago, then Utah. OKC, probably. OKC. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wait, what did I say? Just okay. killed Orlando. the Celtics, <laughs> which is insane. Yeah. So, so I have no OKC at the top of. I have OKC at the top of that tier. Um, as the best team in the tier. Yeah. And then the next tier for me being Toronto, Utah, Atlanta, and Minnesota. These are these are should be better than they are, but they're just not. It's just not working. And Toronto, I think, is pretty steady at the bottom of that. Seeing how bad they've been as of late, they they you know a heroic fight here against the Bucks tonight. But so I watched that game. That was exciting. Yeah, Nick, what was your take on that game? I mean, like, going into it, we knew. There was, like, 99.9% chance Bucks had it, right? But the fact that the Raptors are going to take it into the fucking overtime, like, it was it was exciting. I'm going to give it to them. Like, good showing. So I was watching that game throughout, and then they were down by 19 points with, like, less than two minutes left, and I turned the game off, yeah. and I started playing video games with friends. <laughs> and... <laughs> That to my chagrin, looked at the score after they, that they made it overtime. So I'm a bad fan officially now. Um, yeah, it's you know, yeah, we we talked about this about a month ago with the, when they were struggling. I think it's pretty clear the direction this is going. Um, and I'll say this: I I've been watching this team since I was like of a child, and this is the first season that I can remember in my life that the Raptors have underperformed to expectations and to their talent level. They always seem to maximize their talent and, and just with, with good organizational structure and coaching this year is baffling to me. Like their, their defense has completely fallen apart, even though they have really good defenders top to bottom, their offense has been so bad. They, that game was embarrassing. Like that game tonight was embarrassing up until the very end there when they were they were scoring. What do they have like it was like 37, 36 at half. And they had like 65 points halfway through the fourth quarter or something. And they're not scoring the ball either. They're not like necessarily good at anything other than you know transition and and you know keeping the ball, like the turnover game. But they're just like I just I've never seen this team be so like there, there's so much more talent than what they're putting out there right now. And Scotty Barnes, I don't know if you guys are seeing the defense that people are playing on Scotty Barnes right now. It is like, I don't know what, I, I, there's something going on between the lobes, between the brain here. There is something going on mentally with him. He is not taking shots anymore. He's not, when he was a rookie, he was driving to the rim ferociously, like relentlessly and getting fouled. He was just being bigger than other people. And he's not doing that anymore. He's not looking at the rim. He's not shooting. He's just like a, a weird, like glue guy in this offense while playing horrible defense. I just, this, the, the drop of Scotty Barnes is, is like inc incredibly concerning. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen anything else from them, but 
I think it's going to be a blowed up season, unfortunately. Um, I actually think the Raptors could get the fifth or sixth best lottery odds, and who knows what happens from there. Maybe they slide into the top four, top three. I think this is a really deep draft, so I'm kind of talking myself into this, actually, where, hey, maybe we get rid of Van Fleet. Maybe we look at Siakam and OG, potentially, and we just tank our asses off and build around Scotty. I would hate to see OG go because he's finally coming into his own. And mm. same with Pascal. It makes me kind of sad to think about. But I don't know. What do you guys you know, what do you guys see? The trade you... stock has never been higher for OG at the moment. I mean, OG's been on the trading block for how long now since he's been drafted, really? But it's never been higher with how good he's been. And the same with Siakam, I think people are really realizing now that he's a superstar level player. Um I don't think he's all that movable, Siakam. I think OG more so is. Um, yeah, it's, I can it's, see Gary. You're absolutely, it's just a confusing, a confusing season for the Raptors. The they started off really strong. They started off looking like an East contender, and now it's just completely falling apart. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I feel like OG is probably the one of the three, like of Pascal. Um, Barnes and himself I think he's probably one that's going to get moved because Siakam despite the numbers being ridiculous this year and the amount of talent around the league he's probably going to make an all-NBA team I I put him in the third all-NBA thus far and <laughs> Barnes is what like he'll be fine yeah. like he just got rookie of the year he's playing against the top like offensive player on the other team um Feel, I I agree he's definitely struggling this year. I don't know what it is, but I don't think he's the one to get moved. And I don't know if you can do OG in a pick and then maybe Trent Denvley and another role guy to potentially get a bit more depth or a bit more picks in the upcoming or more young talent. I think you have to do it at this point. <laughs> Yeah, I want to do a full Raptors trade season, you know, deadline stuff. But I think I think Fred Van Fleet has a lot of value. I think Gary Trent could net you a first. I think OG could, I mean, like Mari mentioned, OG is like every team wants OG Ananobi. I think we get Shaden Sharp and a first round pick for OG Ananobi, um, which I would do at this point. Yeah. The only guy, I mean, Pascal makes me nervous because he is playing an all-NBA level, and I just don't think you're going to get fair value for a guy like that. But I think I think the bank, the options should be open other than, obviously, uh, Scotty Barnes. I think things should be open. But the thing with Scotty that, like, concerns me, like, he was, he's been slumping all season. And I wasn't concerned until a few weeks ago because at least until about a month ago or whatever, it looked like he was hurt. It looked like he was just trying to, like, shoot a lot of jump shots to, like, improve that part of his game. But it's, it, it, I'm worried about his mental fortitude. Like he has completely lost something just in terms of the way he's playing. And that's what's concerning to me. I don't know how this, it's happened so quickly too. It's happened within 30 games, you know? Um, so I don't know. I think the, the band, everything's open for that team. It'll be a very interesting trade deadline. Nick, uh, Nick, what are your what are your thoughts on that on the Raptors? Here? It's just, I mean, it's really with Scotty. I think just his effort is so confusing, right? Because like when he's out there, he's looking so timid. He's looking kind of passive. He's kind of always been more of a pass first kind of guy. But I just think with the, with the current like 
ensemble they've got going right now. I'm agreeing with a lot of this stuff that maybe this team kind of just needs to get revamped, let the younger players kind of do their thing. Just like right now, he's not really developing the way that that we'd like to see him. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So I think I think we're happy <laughs> to be there with Toronto at the bottom of this tier. The, the rest in the tier um, is Utah, Atlanta, Minnesota. I think Atlanta and Minnesota in whatever order is up next there. Uh, what do you guys think about between those two? Who do you think would be next? I mean... Uh, Minnesota hasn't had their, I don't know, would you take Ant or Cat as their best player? I feel like Ant probably is their best player at this point, but Cat hasn't played for a month and a half now. So, yes, they're struggling. Yeah, and Gobert's out too, so they haven't even had, like, (laughs) the center tandem that they were hoping to get. And they're still floating around 500. So, um, I think... I'd put that above Atlanta, and Atlanta looks like a mess. Um, I think about a month ago, I was messaging Mari about uh, betting Atlanta to win the Southeast Division, and I was locking that in at, like, plus 200. I think it's, like, plus 800 or something today. (laughs) They look so awful. I didn't, like, is Trey difficult to play with? Like, I don't know. Like... It, it just seems like they aren't meshing well. And the two trades that had, I think, the biggest question marks going into this year with the uh, DeJounte-Trey kind of pairing and then the Gobert-Cat pairing, I guess we haven't yeah. seen that second pairing, but um, they both aren't working. Both experiments thus far haven't been working. So I think they're both interchangeable, but Minnesota, I think, still has a shot um, making the playoffs at this point. I think Atlanta is in a similar position as Toronto as well, where the talent is obviously there. They have a lot of trade pieces. I think they will be active in the deadline. Um, You know, John Collins, in the same way as we talked about OG, has been shopped every year of his career. And I think now is probably the best time to move him. Yeah, the the young talent is so clearly there. They obviously have the high-level superstar talent in DeJounte and Trey. I'd love to see... We haven't seen a lot of Clint Capella in this season. Um, and I think that's for the better. I think Okongwu is as good, if not better, in that position as Capella is. And I think Capella is a movable asset that people really want. So I'm, I, I'm, I'm interested to see what the moves are here. Is it Bogdanovich who moves? Is it Capella? Is it Colin? DeAndre Hunter now has become a really, really solid piece for them. Who moves here? Uh, I think we'll see a lot of shaking up here at Atlanta. Yeah. Like, like a coach midseason considering like stepping down. I don't know if I've ever seen that before. So I think that kind of speaks as for the toxic work culture that's there. Um, but yeah, sorry, Justin. Well, I, 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 I don't know. I'm a little higher on Atlanta than than you guys. I, I was listening to Zach Lowe and uh, he was saying how they're they're starting five, but they haven't had much of healthy this year. But because DeAndre Hunter's been out. And he's a pretty key piece of their their wing defense. But their starting five together is, I think, both plus 15 per 100%, per 100 possessions. So I think when it comes to playoff time, that's a lot more important than regular season. And they haven't been that healthy. I think they have moves to make for sure. I don't know what those moves are. Maybe a John Collins trade, might be a Clint trade. And I don't even know really what they need because I think they go eight or nine deep, to be honest. Like, um, But... Yeah, something's broken. I think, obviously, I think more more than a roster construction, there's a culture issue there. There's like a, 
uh, you keep hearing about, you know, I think we've talked about it already on the pod, but like Trey Young and his coach or just a bunch of Trey Young drama. And this is just the, the chemistry of this team doesn't seem to be gelling. So I, I think the talent is there. I just, can they, can they put that together? I could definitely see them going in a different direction from a coaching perspective or, um, you know, whatnot, but it's going to be interesting. I just, I'm a little, I, I still see them potentially kind of pulling a last year and making the play and then be giving a first round team, a tough first series, first round series. Uh, I, I agree with you. I, I don't think it's as dire as the Raptors, because as you said, the roster construction is way strong. I find stronger. Um, they missed yeah. a lot of key players at the start of the year. Bogdanovich, Hunter, Capella have all been out for extended periods of time. I think it's just about time. Um, and obviously the drama will hopefully make it uh, work itself out. I mean, we saw Jonesy Murray being a lot more dramatic than I expected to be over the summer league when he was sunning Paolo Banchero <laughs> for some reason. I don't, I didn't, I didn't expect that from him. I didn't know he was that guy. So maybe there's some something there between him and Trey. Um, but I think Trey Young has kind of been notoriously kind of a bad guy to play with as of late. I don't know how much truth there is behind there. I'm not in the locker room. But I think it's about time. I think I think I do think as I agree with you, Justin. I think they do make a playoff push, and I think there will be a lot higher in the rankings come the end of the season. Yeah, I think they're going to go in rather than out on this team or rejig it somehow. Um, yeah. But uh, I don't know. There's already some Trey Young trade talk, and this thing could go to shit pretty quick. But uh, Nick, any any are you are you good with those rankings from from the Atlanta, uh, Utah, Minnesota? front you feel good about yeah I, I, i'm feeling pretty good about the two wolves right now honestly um you are. i mean i i i mean i mean from this group at least if you're looking at ant like we're watching him kind of like come into his superstardom right like he's getting that this is his team and i think like it's it's meshing well and you know i think what honestly most people aren't really willing to admit rudy uh is being overlooked right now like his screening ability has been great uh recently and i just like i think that there's there's really good potential here and if they just need to make something of it you know not worried about his defensive drop off there a little bit no i mean he has hand issues like we, we get it but right like if you just watch what he's doing last game like he was doing everything else you wanted from him right including on defense off the, off the top with the Rudy Gobert defense here. I, I like it. I pro Rudy, but it's I just, don't know. It's just not working. It's just not working with Cat. I don't know. Well, like, Cat wasn't even played. It's still not working. No. I'm anti Cat here. I, I just, I, he's just such a. Yeah. Baby. I mean, the, the Gobert, like, they played the Nuggets earlier this week, and you would get someone like that and trade however many first round picks, six first round picks, and half their bench to stop this guy or at least contain him and he put up an eight four three stat line those three being assists so i don't know <laughs> i feel like he gets a little bit more um he's been made the villain because of the trade value that was required to get him over there but <laughs> i don't know i want like minnesota but god they're just so <laughs> Yeah. I mean they made the worst They're trade so of the past 15, 10, 15 years. I mean, yeah. yeah. And to know that so soon in this thing is is very Crazy. unfortunate for them. Um I don't know if they're I don't know what they're gonna do. 
but I don't think that, I mean, I, I think we need to give them a little more time to just see. Uh, I don't believe though in, in, uh, in that towns Gobert pairing. I think Gobert has lost a step on defense. I am curious to see what they do. If they do use that D'Angelo Russell salary slot, like not to bring it back to the rappers, but would you do like a van fleet <laughs> for D'Angelo and like two firsts or do they even know they even have firsts anymore? They just trade all of them. I, I doubt it. Yeah. I doubt it. What can they, they offer? Five years I was trying to think about a Van Fleet Russell swap because Russell, I think, is maybe it's like a year. Pretty last expensive. Off. Yeah, I think that. I think well, so. I don't know if he's like expiring a, though. I'd like Nas Reed for the Raptors personally. I think that'd be a good yeah. And he's awesome. He's awesome. I'm gonna um, see if D'Angelo Russell's contract looks like here. So we have that in that tier. I think the next, I mean, we also put Utah in this tier. I think they're fringe with the next tier, but I'd say they're pretty firmly at the top of this tier. Still a really, really strong team, obviously. I've fallen off since their super, super hot start, but it's it's a weirdly good team. The star power isn't there, but Larry Market is obviously a lock as an all-star at this point. You know, putting up what, like, now close to 2030 it must be this guy he's really having a career year and it's a good team the uh, jordan clarkson stepping up as a starter they're getting random um contribution from good players context and off the bench now olenic we're seeing walker kessler kind of develop into the defensive guy that he was drafted to be jared vanderbilt in the same way mm. um we like it we like the i like i like utah i think really fun team to see in the playoffs i don't think they make it past the first round but i think they're a good competitive team yeah i mean i'd even put them in the tier above at the bottom they've lost five but it's been by four points five points one point three points two points so it's like they lost five in a row yeah and they could very easily like if you add those five games they're like in the fourth seed so yeah i don't know yeah i just see danny age continuing to sell sell i, I don't know I see this team tailing off personally, but uh, you know, Malik, Malik Beasley has been great. He's, he's six man of the year contention. He's like got the, it's like top five and threes made Walker Kessler is kind of low key, a great pickup for them too, as part of this trade. Like he's like on par with, with, or close to Rudy Gobert level. Um, defense already like he's been that's that's good. so funny that that is so funny that I was like oh gobert was this generational defensive talent and then walker kessler is now just filled that role because i agree with yeah. you. i think i think i really liked walker kessler i think he was great in college as well auburn i believe um and he does everything gobert does block shots and protect the room and obviously maybe not at the same level you know you're getting that kind of yeah he's still a rookie he's still a rookie i mean but also like with lori he's been great but guys in 20 he's averaging 24 and 6 or no sorry 20, 24 and 8 is that is that all-star level or, or are we being a little i think he's most improved i think he's certainly a lock for that award um i think if you look at the team around him i don't think any other all-star has that level of talent and is performing at that level as the best player in that team. I think it's really impressive how Markin is and legitimately think he's an all-star level player. Okay, well, we're going to have to go through the, like, I mean, we, we said this last episode, top five, top ten, but we got to name them. There's yeah, only a certain yeah, amount of we, slots. Have to do it. slots. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, okay, he's fringe for me. He's fringe for me. All right, next here. 
So for me, I think the next tier is the kind of fringe to solid playoff teams tier. Here I have uh, the Clippers, the Blazers, the Kings, and the Mavs out in the West, and then the Pacers, Knicks, and Heat. I think these are teams that should make the playoffs, should compete there, or either the plan or the playoffs, and are, are decent, but realistically probably don't have a huge chance of contending for the title. Um, at the bottom of that tier for me, personally, are the uh, Knicks, Heat, Kings, and Blazers. These are kind of teams that have really no hope of going any further. Um, yeah, interesting. Personally, I'd say the Kings above all of those. Just so you put like, you put the Pacers above all those four teams you just mentioned. They're playing really well. Just just as of late, they're just playing really like if we're going power rankings today, they're just playing above. I mean, those guys are are winning most games, but the Pacers are just on a tear at the moment. The records and the record speaks for themselves, you know. So you're taking you're taking the Pacers over the Heat in a playoff series. That's not the question, though. It's power rank. Yeah. Right well, you power, yeah. I mean, if you power rank them, you think that they're better than the Heat. I mean, we put the Lakers in no shot, and I still think they make the plan right now. So I think they do well in the plan. Yeah, I think, I think they're, they're, they're coming out of the plan. Of so teams, yeah. I think power ranking is different. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> how are you playing I'll, right now at the moment? And, and the Lakers are coming out of the plan. Yeah, and you guys take, you but... are consistently high on the Lakers, and I'm going to keep shitting on this team. They're 13th Dude, in the they West. Have, they have LeBron James, Anthony, Anthony Davis, Davis, and LeBron James. Anthony it's Davis crazy. is hurt. He it, Dude, that's, why, like that's why they're week. there. That's why they're there. That's why they're that low in the power rankings. Yeah. But come the playoffs, he won't just, be hurt. You're another just... week, probably bumped up like five. We've been through the West. They're gonna have to win. They're gonna have to win two games for sure. They're gonna be. <laughs> on the road for at least one of them probably both of them they're gonna have to face probably okay. minnesota and then probably portland or the clippers or Listen, something to to appease yeah. you what we'll do is we'll put dallas and the clippers at the top of this tier i think that's pretty set to appease me yeah and then we'll put the rest of them so who do you think between the pacers heat knicks kings and blazers is that is the worst of those I'd personally go Portland. Yeah. I I was even thinking you could questionably put them at the top of the last one. Mm-hmm. Um I think the they Knicks just do. And the Knicks the Knicks are playing so well. Yeah, they're hot. I, I would have had they, them at the at the bottom the tier below, but they're hot right now. So I'm, like I don't know. They kinda mesh well and it's it's interesting to think of a what if um with where the Cavs are at and how it's like so there's such a big gap between them and, and how poorly RJ Barrett's playing this year and he would have been included in the package for Donovan Mitchell so that's such an interesting thought to you look back and think what could have been with them especially with how well Mitchell's been playing but yeah I'd, I'd put them the Knicks or Portland at the bottom of that I think we're in agreement there. Knicks and yeah. Blazers there. And then, so that leaves us the Kings, the, uh, what do you say, the Pacers, and the Heat. Kings, Pacers. I mean, I, I think those are all pretty much in the same micro tier. I, I don't, I see them all pretty yeah, right. I, I don't feel strongly about any of them. Maybe the Heat might be on top, but the Heat or Pacers on top. Kings are probably in the bottom there. 
Well, yeah, I don't know. I and think we have a great one, though. Between the Mavs and Clippers, who do you like? I mean, for me, it's... Neither. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's neither, but Luca's on another level. I think he could... I just think he's different this year from anyone and anything the Clippers could do to him. I don't know. How... The Clippers' ceiling is higher. Yeah. But the floor is much lower. Yeah. I mean, if Luca goes down, the Mavs suck. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're awful. Um... Yeah, I, I want to say the Clippers because I picked them as my conference champion at the beginning of the year, so I'm like biased. But I mean, I think we're just out of his goddamn mind. Thirty-four nine nine at twenty-three. I think we can agree though within those fringe teams, like there was three mini tiers, and I think we all kind of agreed. Unless Nick doesn't agree, Nick, any, any disagreement there? No, I'm golden. Your golden gets <laughs> like a gale. Pretty happy. Yeah. And, and I think for the rest here, the, the next tier for me are the people who could legitimately consent for a title. Um, we could talk about whether this belongs to be two tiers. <coughs> Sorry. This should be two tiers, but I think everybody else that we didn't mention, starting with the Warriors, who are the, the worst record of this tier, but it's the Warriors. Um, the 76ers. And then the top of the conferences. So Pelicans, Grizzlies. Nuggets and then the East Bucks, Cavs, Nets, and Celtics. Well, you miss Phoenix. I think Phoenix is in that Golden State. Oh right, Phoenix. Philly. Yeah, well, yeah. Phoenix is just completely off the shooter right now with with Booker out, and they're just not good. I didn't realize how much of an impact he made for them. Like, I hate the guy, but he is. Hey, you guys hate Devin Booker. You just, I hate that he doesn't have that dog in him. I hate guys like that. Um, very skilled, very great player, but, uh, so where let, let's start at the bottom there. I think to me, at least record wise, we know that the Sixers, Warriors and Suns have the worst record that's here. And, and I actually think that's probably how they should be ranked at the moment. Um, with how the, the Warriors aren't playing all that great. The Suns are all playing awful. The Sixers are kind of getting a resurgence, but the ceiling isn't showing itself. Um, where do you see that ranking between those three? Yeah, I don't know. I can I I, I can see Phoenix. I don't know. I put Golden State at the top actually, and then I and then I put probably Philadelphia then Phoenix for me. Mm-hmm. But like, would you be shocked if any of them made the finals or the conference finals? Not at all. Not at all. I think like, all of these guys are contenders. I think Philly's been playing a lot better. They still have Maxi out. Like. Embiid and uh, and Harden's been playing a lot better too. Embiid's on just on another level as well. He's playing at a top five, top six MVP MVP level. So I I would say Golden State's still at the top of this list, especially with with Curry out. They're figuring it out. Clay seems to be almost like you know 85 percent of old Clay dropping fifty. Was it fifty four? Fifty four. Um. So I, I like how their team is. I, I like how their team has responded with Steph going out and then adding him back into that fold is just going to elevate them. I think uh, to that championship tier again. So I would even argue that maybe Golden State should be in a in a tier above, but uh, with like the new like New Orleans and Memphis and um, yeah. Cleveland. Eh, but yeah, just just at the moment they're just not playing well. So I have them down here, but 
I, I they probably have a higher chance of making it to the finals or conference finals than some of the teams above them. Have they been playing better now, or have they had a tough stretch recently? They just lost to Detroit tonight, so I don't know. Oh, that's bad timing. Yeah, bad timing for sure. <laughs> yeah, they won. Uh, they won five straight before that, so. <laughs> I guess they're still yeah, Matt, twenty and eighteen. Uh, Matt, thoughts on those three: there, uh, Phoenix, Golden State, and F- Philadelphia. I think I'd rank them from the bottom up, as you just said them. So Phoenix at the bottom because they look awful without Booker. Golden yeah. State, obviously, once they get Steph back, that's a huge jump. And like they're only two games back of the Mavs, who are the four seed, so it yeah. can very, very easily switch. But as of present day. January 4th, 10 p.m. <laughs> um, Pacific Standard Time. Uh, I'm going to go the Warriors and then the 76ers because they just look so good. It it really looks like Embiid and Harden have figured out the dynamic um, between themselves. And I'm honestly really excited to see what that team can do. I feel like they could maybe even make a crazy trade for like... I saw this one... Um, soon said today it was like maxi and tobias harris for bradley beal who says no wow. <laughs> and wow. if they do something like that like that could just be so fun and i don't know i think i think they they top that um mini tier is that what we we're saying it is yeah 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 i agree with you and and i i'd have that same order as well phoenix had the worst december of the entire league they went five and eleven uh golden state right now not playing great especially with Steph out but figure it out and yep philly's hot so the next tier then are the tops of the conferences i, th- I believe it's a top three and both oh top four for the east but uh new orleans memphis denver in the west and then bucks caps nets and celtics to me personally um i'd have the grizz and the nets uh grizz and the Cavs. sorry at the bottom there of this mini tier uh thoughts on that um, I mean, present day, 10 p.m., January 4th, Pacific <laughs> Standard Time. Yeah. Zion's out like a month, probably. Right. They don't have Ingram. Um, he's on my fantasy team. It's so freaking annoying. God. He's on my fantasy um, team, too. No, no, no. He's on my fantasy team. He'll be reevaluated in three weeks. <laughs> that sucks. Guys, yeah, I'm and so we, we already know how cautious they are with him. So I think the Pels probably fall a bit. They're, they're really deep, and I think this could potentially help in the long run because it develops a lot of their young guys. But I think they're probably in that tier as well and potentially on the bottom with how with that injury because it's yeah. pretty huge. Yeah. Um, Damn. But I'd agree. I think those those teams are below the Nuggets, the Celtics, and the Bucks. Yeah. So sure. Pels, Grizz, and Cavs we'd have there. Um, that leaves us with the, I'd say the true title contenders. Let's go, each of us going one to four between Boston, Brooklyn, Denver, and Milwaukee. Um, personally, I think Brooklyn's at four. I think they're in a, they're really hot right now, but the, the variancy between them is just so crazy. I don't trust it. I think they have the highest ceiling of the bunch, but I'm, I, I don't trust it. And then I would put Denver at three. Uh, obviously, Jokic is transcendental and incredible but uh i think the ceiling for both the celtics and the bucks who have both been there before competing for titles um put them above i'd probably have boston at one personally even with that thunder 
that Thunder game yesterday. Yeah, I mean, one fifty dropped on the Celtics with no SGA. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Justin, do you want to go next? Yeah, sorry, I was just putting Zion on my on my IR because I have him in two leagues. So, uh, thanks, everyone. No, dude, I have him. No, I, no, I'm telling you, I have him. <laughs> no, you look prettier. No, you look cuter. Um, Let me say it back. <clears throat> I think it's going to be Boston-Denver in the finals. I'm going to go Boston 1, Denver 2. I think Denver can legitimately win the, the championship this year. Um, and then it gets harder for me here. I, I would say probably Milwaukee 3. And I'm going to go Cleveland four, Brooklyn five. I think Cleveland is, especially after Donovan's 71-point game, um, I don't know. I just think that team is going to be a really hard out, and I think they're playing really well. I think Brooklyn obviously has been playing quite well with that 12-win streak, 12 win streak, but uh, I just think, I think Cleveland's a better team. I think they have some moves to make at the three spot, and they might, like, again, the OG Ananobi thing is now on the table for them. Imagine they add that guy. I know we're talking current day, but yeah, I think enough they, Raptors, yeah. Justin. I'm just saying. <laughs> perfect, perfect spot for OG. Um, I put Brooklyn at five. Wow. I would I would jump on that bandwagon so quick. I already love Cleveland. Like they're so fun to watch. Um holy. But yeah, like they have who is it? Larry Hughes or who's the Lamar Stevens. Lamar Stevens. Yeah, so it's like the Levert, Lamar Stevens, Chetty Osmond spot for them just doesn't make any sense. And it's such a far step down. They'll just, whoever they're playing against, just going to attack, like put them in the pick and roll and attack whoever's guarding. So, holy, the OG spot. I've never thought of that before. OG, Mobley, and Allen. That's just. I mean, they're they're a complete with Mitchell Garland too. You rounded out, (laughs) holy, that's crazy. It's insane. Um, yeah, it'd be pretty nuts. Yeah, I think I'd I'd still put Cleveland at five if we're going present day, right now. Um, although I do agree, Justin. Like, I think Brooklyn's hot, so I'd put them. I put them at four. And when we're saying highest ceiling. I don't know about Brooklyn. Like that's assuming Kyrie's chill and doesn't say anything for another five months. <laughs> I think <laughs> which I, I think is a huge ask. I I think the culture's changed for sure there, but I don't know. I I'd put them at the four. I'd put honestly. I'd put. I was gonna say Boston at the three, but probably Milwaukee at the three. Um, just because the culture things that are going on, Milton can't stay healthy for whatever reason. Yeah, that's concerning. He's been out. Um, then Boston at two, and I'd put Denver at one. Wow, wow. I, I just have doubts about Denver's uh, starting five and kind of the weak points in those. We haven't seen Murray or Porter Jr. really take a step here. I think Murray's been a lot better. Booth Brown I think he's been better recently. I think too if, much for this team. If he can be the closer, like if he can figure it out and be the closer and like yeah. – be the alpha in the last five minutes. I think that's fine for him because Jokic doesn't give a shit. <laughs> he'll, yeah, he'll just yeah. do whatever it takes to win. And then if MPJ, I don't think he's played in like two months and a half, like two months even now. So if he can come back and just be like bubble MPJ, I guess we've said that for two years. But yeah, I, I think the sky's the limit for them, and I would, I would love to see them win. I think it'd just be so much. They'd be such a fun team to watch. Um, I especially think, out of the West, yeah. 
I just think Jokic, like, his stats are pretty similar to last year, but it just feels like he's, like, analyzing the game at a new level. Like, his intelligence is yeah. is almost at a new level, and I, I think he might win an mm. MVP again for a third straight year. Three P. It, he's now the crazy. favorite. Mm, um, yeah, it's crazy. Um, and, you know, he's he's almost averaging a triple-double. He's up to nine and a half assists a game, uh, 11 rebounds, 26 points. So We love triple-doubles, so... Yeah. yeah, Nick loves like a triple. Nick and Nick, what, what about you here in the top four of, of the? T- do you or do you vary and put? Um, uh, look, uh, bottom to top, I'm going uh, Denver, Cleveland. Yeah, yeah, bottom to top. I know, I know. I trust me. Just listen. Just ha- just have a listen first, okay? Uh, <laughs> uh going Denver. Cleveland, Milwaukee, Boston, Brooklyn. I will not be taking questions at this time. <laughs> Next question. Next wow. Question. Hey, I love it. I love the hot takes. I, th- I think Brooklyn at the ceiling is just so scary. But yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. You do you, Nick. You do you, buddy. Nick, let's make it bad right now. I think I, I think Brooklyn <laughs> Cleveland's gonna be the first round matchup, four or five. That's crazy. And I would take Cleveland in that series. Mobley on Durant. Brooklyn gets swept again. Yeah, I think Brooklyn gets swept again. I don't think they get swept, but I think I think I would take Cleveland, which is why I have Cleveland above Brooklyn. But the first round, that 4-5 matchup is going to be a, an all-timer first first round. Yeah. I mean, you're going to... No matter who it is. No matter yeah, who it is. You have five really, really good teams in the East. And I think you only have four. Sorry, my Uber East is here. Um... I think you only have four. I got Uber Eats Express. That's why the sirens are on. Um, That's good service. Yeah, it's fast. I ordered ordered it two minutes ago. I just heard a car accident on the outside, but they're here. I was Um, hurrying. Yeah. Give that guy a good tip. I paid an extra 50. Go to cars insurance. (laughs) I don't know. I think think the East is is pretty pretty loaded. Honestly, this, this whole league is loaded right now. The amount of individual performances we're seeing um it's been pretty entertaining um so yeah can't complain i think that that's that's a great way to get into our next point here talking about crazy individual performances we've had in the past maybe two weeks some of the craziest stat lines we've ever seen in nba history we're, we're talking stuff that not even will chamberlain has done so obviously you know all the time someone drops a 60 point 18 rebound oh yeah wilt did that four times but there's some stuff here that uh, I think Luca had one that right, Matt. You, you have the numbers in front of you. Luca had one that not even Wilt had done. Yeah, he, no one had ever done it before. <laughs> so sixty twenty ten triple double. And then if you also factor in the game script of what happened, and they were down nine with twenty six seconds left or something. And then <laughs> they go on to win it in overtime. I just. I couldn't believe like that style line is absolutely absurd. Yeah. And the fact that then they got the win because of him, like that's literally get on my back. I'm going to carry you to a win if I've ever seen one. And he had that missed free. We've actually seen a couple missed free throw uh, successes here, which is awesome. The onside, that's, kick, what I was you know? that's what I was going to say. Like not only have we had great performances, but we've had, onside like, kick. Nice. great plays. <laughs> Like we've had two of those rimmers, and then we have that yeah. that Laurie shot, Laurie Marketing shot that almost counted. 
It would have been a Point sick one off. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's like there's some highlight plays that I just haven't seen in fucking forever. Yeah. It reminded me of that LeBron turnaround three to end the game against uh I forget who it was. Was it the Wizards or Washington? Yeah. Washington. Yeah. Well, one of one of many of LeBron's buzzer beaters over Toronto in the playoffs, too. All right. Those, you know. All right. Chill. Um and then obviously Mitchell's 71 pointer. Jokic had a crazy one as well recently. Uh a lot Embiid of had a... 50 point games. Yeah, Embiid. Embiid had a crazy one. What what do you yeah, think is the most impressive of these, Matt? Of of all of these crazy stat lines what, what's the most like holy shit that's yeah that's great. also clay thompson dropping 54 is ridiculous um i'd say i think donovan mitchell's um <laughs> donovan mitchell's 71 piece because he also had <laughs> he also had what was it he had i think 11 assists on the night too and what's insane to me is he had three points in the first quarter Three points in the first quarter, and wow. then real. and then going into the second half, I think he only had like fifteen, I want to say, and he ended the game with seventy-one points. And if you watch the game too, he wasn't even looking to necessarily score the ball; he was like passing it off. Like the final, I think two or three possessions, he gave it to Jared Allen, who then fucked up and missed, and he had to get the rebound and like. He was just doing everything right, and he was hustling, and he was making the defensive plays. There's one play in OT after him playing the entire second half where he like pretty much just turned on the burners and beat everyone down the floor for an easy layup. Like It was crazy to see. And mm-hmm. he had, I think it was at the five-minute mark of the fourth quarter, he just dropped his 50th point, and he finished with 21 more. <laughs> like, like with, with, with or three or four more that. assists too like he accounted for yeah. literally every basket there like from that point forward and i don't think they missed like and weren't they missing exactly. garland and mobley in that game like they were just double teaming the shit out of them too yeah. yeah i mean and if you want to talk if you want to talk about game script with the luca thing they were down 19 i think in the third quarter and he just is like, okay, like we're not losing anymore, and just turns <laughs> it on. And it was insane. Would recommend the highlights if you. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure Donovan Mitchell, when you combine like the points he created, was the second highest in NBA history behind Wilt after his 100 point game. Like I think he accounted for 99 points. It was with the assists. It was like I, and, I think it's and, not even under talked about. Like I think it's it, and. It's, 83 of those was in the second half that's for overtime. That's crazy. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, you're looking at, like, DeMar had, what, 40? And, like, completely overshadowed, yeah. right? Like, you're not, I mean, I guess we're kind of starting to see more numbers like that, but, like, inflation's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's the question crazy. a lot of, and a lot of NBA fans now. Why, why is this stuff happening? And I think there's a whole bunch of different reasons for that. Uh, there's some rule changes obviously with the take fouls i think that leads to more transition buckets uh obviously because i'm tired of of people saying oh it's because the league is soft no defense is played i don't think that's entirely true i think defense is better it's ever been but i think things are different now obviously the hand fouls uh you know hand check fouls you can't have that it it leads to more offensive centric league but we know that for a while but why this year um i think it's the most talented year that nba has ever had we've had superstars on every single team 
the the pace of play, the spacing is incredible. And it's more um there's a lot more parity in the league now. The the floor for offensive rating is at an all-time high. The worst offensive rating in the league right now is the Hornets, Clippers, and the Rockets, who hover around 108. Back in 2015, there were teams like the Sixers, the tanking Sam Hinky Sixers at the time, who had a 95 offensive rating. A team like that just doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Um and then in another way too, as in, in defense, that there's more small ball being played now, which means there's less rim protectors, which means that um, efficiency at the rim is at an all-time high now. At the rim shooting percentage this year is at 66.2%. So stars are just getting to the rim easier. Um, and talking about stars, I think the biggest thing now is that it's a star-focused game. It's a heliocentricism kind of being seen across the league. There's the highest usage rates. per. Uh, we're seeing insane usage rates now with obviously like Luca, who's putting up historic numbers, but we're seeing that in every team that people are just going to their stars and deferring to them. It's the highest of all time right now at 30.5 usage rate average across all teams versus back in 1998, it was at 28. So it, we're seeing a whole bunch of different reasons why this is happening, but it's just shocking that historic numbers are happening. It seems every single night with these stars. And people are still maximizing the efficiency on spacing and the three point shot. Like that's still going up too. People are, yeah. you know, still, you know, people have realized that a three is fifty percent more than a two, but the three point uh, shots are 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 continuing to rise, and their the efficiency is continuing to increase too because people, you know, they focus their entire game over it. But honestly, like you know, we watched a lot of NBA games. Like guys just can't touch guys anymore. It's like it's like every guy. You cannot touch a dude. So if you if you back off him to stop his drive, they're just gonna shoot over you. And if you if you press up on them a little bit, they're just gonna drive by you, or or you're gonna foul them. It's honestly so frustrating for if you're like a defense first guy or a defense first coach. Um, it must be so frustrating right now. Um, but yeah, for I, the I league think we've as a seen whole, strong defenders. We've seen strong defenders kind of adjust, and we've seen the league adjust too. As you know, they'll they'll take focus on guys like trey young two years ago remember that he was just drawing fouls by stopping in the middle of the paint so i think we're seeing kind of things move around but i agree Mm -hmm. i agree it's hard to defend these days yeah and i think building off your point murray i think the reason why Jokic is so effective is he's just has the highest iq and he knows how to exploit the rules in the game and the spacing that exists now to the best of anyone that i've seen ever um ever because this this has never existed before with the rules and spacing that exists now but he's just so he always makes the right decision and it's it's crazy to see and i think his his iq is what's the best part about him and i think we're seeing that league-wide i think these players are just so fucking good we've never seen this much talent there's superstars everywhere these guys are so good at putting the ball in the basket and we talked about international players in our last podcast, but they, uh, um, you know, they're they're still they're they're still coming. You know, they're more and more more of a worldwide global sport. So, um, yeah. yeah, pretty exciting stuff. I'm glad we went through that. Uh, wanted to thank our guest Nicholas Gomez once thank more. You. Thanks for jumping on. Um, no, some really good insights. Happy to do it. Yeah, really basketball really guy. <laughs> basketball guy. Follow him on Twitter, Nick. What's your what's your handle? Uh, that's a great question. A great uh, question. I'm sure Still you know what, if you just search guy. basketball guy, yeah. if you just first search one. basketball guy, I'll find yeah, it. Yeah, first, yeah, first yeah, yeah. Ver- verified, I'm, I'm assuming, or yeah, probably. Anyway, yeah. look him up. <laughs> um, thanks everyone who's, who's listening. 
Hope everyone's had a great start to 2023. This is our year. It's got to be one of these years. So uh, hope everyone has a great year <laughs> and early, early start of January. That's it from us. Uh, hope everyone has a great evening and we'll talk to you later.